Welcome to the Hoopstradamus podcast. It's Adam, Leo, Stefano, Triangle, Offense. We're running it. It's uh, early afternoon, July 8th, 2022, BC. <laughs> BC. No, it's AD. Uh, but that's the AC. Day. It is. I got the AC going. After uh, COVID. Uh, what what do we got? Uh, how, how hot is it in Alabama? How hot is it in Chicago? I'm looking at the weather. It's looking like on this end. By the way, hello, everybody. Hello, Coach Leo in the booth. Um, 79 degrees, raining, thunderstorms. Ooh. It's yeah. It's but 81 here in Fargo. What? As I look out my window, it's sunny. So um, either the weather app is wrong or the weather down here is just that crazy. What, what about you, Stefano? Uh, it's in the 70s. It's, it's nice weather. It's been pretty humid. Uh, it's uh, It's been light raining, though, today. Like, not bad rain, just kind of like light raining. It's nice summertime weather. Well, speaking of the heat... That's on the short list for Kevin Durant, and that's where we're going to start the show. Um, I guess, first of all, because we haven't gotten to uh, chop it up on this yet, the three of us, uh, beyond like just the group chat, but what are your guys' initial impressions? Because this dude just signed a big long-term contract, uh, kind of just nuked this franchise, and <laughs> it's a wild situation. It's kind of unprecedented. Is it? Uh, wait, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't mean it sarcastically. Like, what ways is it unprecedented? Uh, I guess, like, because he just signed that deal. They were last year's favorite to come out of the East. You know, you right. just had James Harden and Kyrie Irving and this big three that was supposed to, you know, wreck the league. And then you fast forward 365 days. And, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess they got Harden. Uh, no, no, they had Harden, yeah. Uh, but just the whole thing from start to finish has been a roller right. coaster. And it seems well, like seriously. it's just crashing to a stop. Yeah. 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 The, the whole Nets, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been for sure, like just so chaotic, man. I feel like so dramatic. Like they had that great series two seasons ago where they, when they lost to the Bucks, and you're like, oh man, when Harden comes back healthy, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be great. And then, and then the vaccine thing, and then it's just been nonstop like problems. And then you just felt like then Harden was pissed and then he wanted out and now, right. And now, and now KD just like, <laughs> like you say, kind of like nuking this whole thing. It's dude. It's, I mean, imagine being a Nets fan, bro. Like how frustrating this must be. Um, I think that's I don't know. the reason why, like, it's like, it's like it, it, the, cause it, it was a good plan. It was a really good plan, you know, and it's probably how they, uh, how the Nets 
we're able to get those stars. Like, look, you know, this is what we got going on. This is how much cap space we got. We're gonna, gonna you're gonna come over here, we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him, and like, oh yeah, bet, you know, put put me on the squad. But the it's the things that happen while the, the, the reality of things as they happen, and then um I guess you can kind of feel like, you know, with these stars, you're like, I just don't want to deal with the drama anymore. You know, I just want to go back to playing basketball because uh, the stuff in the locker room, because um, there was, like, like, and I'll ask y'all, like, what what were, like, the, why was there so much drama from, like, from the get-go, like, with the Knicks, you know? So, like you said, they lost that game to the Bucks, like you said, and then they came back, you know, like, uh, Harden wasn't in it. They got him. They, they'll get him. They'll be able to get him with Harden. So then COVID happened. Kyrie didn't want to get vac- vaccinated. So he yeah. he didn't play like pretty much the entire season. Nobody knew in the deal that those things are going to be like happening. Right, yeah. right. But I, I mean, I think the vaccine thing pissed off Harden, right? I mean, I don't know like if anything really came out, but I think that was the impression that like Harden was kind of like, because he, he, you know what I mean? He, he, he kind of got frustrated by it. And then once Harden wanted to go, it, things started getting like, you know, like, ah, oh, damn, you just, now they don't have that big three. Cause it seemed like they, like, I mean, it, it seemed like that three could really work, even though they all need the ball and they all, you know, it just seemed like, damn, they're so good. <laughs> it's just like, it'll be sick when it works, but chemistry is everything, man. Chemistry yeah, is everything. Yeah. And I was reading and this is like, I'm always hesitant to talk about this stuff because I don't know how much truth there is to it, but I was reading that, Kyrie and James Harden had a lot of beef and that Kyrie was calling out Harden in practice and just torching them uh, one-on-one and really, uh, you know, coming at him. And uh, Harden was frustrated by him not getting the vaccine. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until like the end of the year that he was even allowed to like play home games. And so, yeah, I think like it becomes a very, tumultuous situation pretty quick uh and i feel like the whole thing's convoluted because some people are like oh well Kyrie and kd might still want to play together just not in brooklyn it's like okay what you know i mean then i i I, that i was about to say if if you were to want to put put that on anybody it would be the head of the locker the, the the leader of the locker room which is your coach you got you to keep you got to keep them guys, you know. Talk about a guy thrown to the wolves. <laughs> Happy first head coaching job. Take but these. that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is, though. Like, I hey, man, like, I know it's your first year as a coach, but how how are you going to be able to manage three huge egos? Yeah, because it's not just about basketball. Anyway, um, you know. The Suns and the Heat seem to be at the top of his list. There's been a lot of speculation about the Suns stuff, but we got two uh, Miami Heat fans. One's diehard. Leo, they're like your second team behind the Bulls, right? That is correct, sir. All right, I just got to make sure. I don't send you any, you know. Look, see my shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's the Chicago basketball on your shirt. Um, But, yeah, you know – Stefano, what do you think as a as a Miami Heat fan? Like, what would you be willing to give up in a trade for Kevin Durant? And, um, I mean, I guess like uh, kind of a two part. Like, 
You want them, right? There's concerns too. No, I know. Um, honestly, I I've always respected KD because, like, you know, he's definitely one of the best players in the league. But I don't know. I've never been a big KD fan. I've never been like. I, I always kind of felt like he's a little overrated just because I feel like he doesn't have great leadership. He's not a great, like, leader as for as good as he is. Um, it's like if we, we all fall in love with his tools, you know, like in his abilities. But um, I don't know. There's just more intangibles that, that comes into, like, I mean, look at, you know, look how great Harden is, like, uh, uh, offensively, like, you know, but it's certain intangibles that will hold you back. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm busy, Kush. Um. So, so, what they eat? This is what I feel like. I feel like what they eat is like I. I wouldn't mind seeing a Bam, Jimmy, and KD. You know, I. I yeah. I really. I, I. would be down for that experiment. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Because KD is a, a generational talent. So, and 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 Jimmy can still be that leader in the locker room, and the, you know that. And I feel like he's he won't be afraid to check anybody. And you have Haslam, which I mean, there's a reason why they keep him in that locker room, man. Like there's there's a, there's something to that formula that's important for. Sounds like the aliens. So the aliens. I feel like KD can still kind of be like. However, you want to be, but you have to have sort of like, I don't know, like you gotta, you can just be, you know, but it's just like he can kind of just, you know, so I, I was, so I was kind of like, man, you know what? You you put in the work to develop guys and make guys like trade assets. Stefano got abducted by aliens for a second there, but I think yeah. I got that. I think I got that. I think you were saying Udonis Haslam is super important in the locker room. And that the Heat are really good at getting guys and developing them. Yeah, that yeah, that they're that like them doing a good job of like developing these undrafted agents and yeah. and, and these guys that all of a sudden become you know hey now you can use them as pieces to get sometimes a whale. So like even though it hurts because like as a Heat fan and like watching the team closely like you kind of in love with like. Guys that are dogs, this team that, like, you know, like, oh, I see true, so I don't want to see Gabe Vincent go, or like, man, I really aliens are getting them good. So I, I was willing, like, everybody except them and Jimmy, I would pay for good. Like, that's Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Would you go in a cave, bro? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm, 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 oh, all the way. I just, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what else you could good leadership in those sides, just like Katie being the main guy. I think so. That's why I feel like Jimmy would. I wouldn't want to see with Jimmy or maybe like Bam or something. Um, yeah, I mean, a Jimmy Bam KD thing I think could work, but it would also kind of like – Oh, my gosh. It would suck to lose Tyler Hero, and I feel like you'd have to get rid of Tyler Hero. I mean, at that point, it's worth it, but 
you know, hypothetically speaking, if you put in something like Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Hero, which the money works on that, no way the Brooklyn Nets are going to accept that. Yeah, yeah, because that that um, those are Kevin Durant's preferred destinations. But you got to the the Nets if they're smart, they're going to ship him where they get the best deal. Yeah, and they're saying pretty much at this point they're he's under contract and he's going to play. Exactly. You know, you, know? I that and you have to take that approach because if the Heat and Phoenix know, like, hey, Kevin Durant wants out, like, we have the leverage. And then how you use it, how you turn the lever back towards you as far as le- leverage is like, he's on the contract. He's, yeah. going, he's playing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you said. And I kind of think, like, my prediction on the situation is he might not get moved till February. He might not get moved at all. And when is his contract up? I think he just signed like a four-year deal. Like, oh, yeah. let me. That's tough. Me, uh, that's tough. That's tough contract. To now, who would you give up for Kevin Durant on a four-year deal? They wanted, uh, yeah, he's on contract through uh, 25, 26. In the last year of the deal, he's going to be 37 years old, but making $53 million. Nice. Well done, Kevin Durant. Well done. Here's the thing, man. Like, this is a dude already 33 years old. He's already ruptured his Achilles. Like, he's still in his prime. But I think it's towards the end of his prime. And so, you know, the Timberwolves apparently – were offered a trade by the Nets, I was reading, and they wanted Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and picks. And if I'm the yeah, and if I'm the Timberwolves, I'm I'm laughing at that. Hell no, yeah, dude. You want our young star in the the our center power forward who shoots 41% from three, just won the three-point shootout, like one of the most versatile bigs in the game. For your no. three-year-old dude with an Achilles injury and a history of, like, leaving teams, it, it draws his value down. And I think that's the tricky thing because, like, from a leverage standpoint, the, the Nets aren't going to get full offers because teams know that KD doesn't want to be there and they're, like, actively trying to move him. And because they know they're actively trying to move him, they're not going to offer – their value. They're going to try to get him in the bargain yeah. bin. He's not a bargain bin player, clearly. Not right now. Yeah, I, I think it's at this point, I mean, KD's draft value, draft stock basically is kind of lower than it's, it's been, man, you know, maybe ever. Um, and, and it's still high. It's still, it's still KD. It's still super you know high, I mean? yeah. It's still super high, but it's just like, it's definitely lower than it's ever been, you know, like I mean, I'm not I'm not too sweating that the Heat didn't get KD. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Timberwolves, somebody was bringing this up, and I was like, damn, that would have been dope if, like, if uh, you know how Dejounte Murray got traded. How like if what if they could have done a trade and got? Imagine him on the on that Minnesota team, and um, instead of D'Angelo Russell, maybe they moved D'Angelo Russell with some picks or something, and they had Murray with with Anthony Edwards and Cat, be like that. That would be a scary. That would be all of a sudden you just added some, 
some weapons. But I digress from KD. But um, I'll just you just made me think of the whole. Wait, D'Angelo Russell with KD where? No, Murray, Dejounte oh. Murray. Oh, 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 in Atlanta. No, yeah, but instead, if he if he got moved to Minnesota, if if Minnesota like basically like moved D'Angelo Russell and got Dejounte Murray. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. Okay. Well, let's let's you know talk about some of that because that actually happened, uh, and that's that's wild. The Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they got a lot better, man. They got a hell yeah. of a lot better. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how how that team works with Trey and him, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So, so that that starting lineup is Deontay Murray, um, Trey Young, Collins, Capella, and who's that three? Uh, DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. What? Yeah. Would Kevin, would, would Kevin Durant fit there? I've well, if they could do like. DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, you know, but it's kind of one of those weird things where you'd almost have to break the team to get the guy, you know, the time now is to win. The time to win is now. Yeah. But geez, you know, like all of a sudden you have like kind of a top heavy unbalanced team. If you do kind of make that move. Yeah. You you put, I don't know. It gets, it gets nice fast question how come i haven't heard any talks about about denver making a move like like what what if you put kd with, with jokic would that is that crazy like no what, i think jokic, that would be amazing he needs help like that that team is good but then no one takes him seriously like a contender they just they can't get over the hump like wouldn't it be worth maybe throwing in murray jamal murray and, and michael porter jr right and just trying to get fucking kd right like you want to go that were the best they get the best deal and those are two you know scenarios i think getting youth from atlanta which is what clearly what the nets want for for durant youth if they ask for Carl anthony towns and anthony edwards um but you get that and kevin durant gives the hawks who just got a deontay murray they gives them four years to possibly win the championship and then if they don't kevin durant's out but like you said, you know, he has the history to move if things don't go his way, but that'd be a sick squad. It would be. It would be. And uh, I'll quickly see what how that how that might work. Deontay Murray. Two-way deal. Deontay, um, Deontay Murray turns into the point guard, and you got two awesome shooters off ball. Yeah. Um, But let's move on from the KD stuff, because I, uh, we don't have, we don't have time. We can talk about that one all day. Um, but yeah, the actual Atlanta Hawks right now, as it stands, it's, it's Trey Young, Deontay Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella. Uh, where do you guys see these guys in the East, the hierarchy of the East? Still got some work to do. Still what? They still have some work to do. I think top three, man. Um, so like three? Milwaukee, in my opinion, is number one, and then over Boston. Yeah, you gotta go Celtics. Yeah, healthy Milwaukee beats Boston in that series. I'm, I'm confident in saying that. They lost Bobby, right? No, they got him back. They got him oh, back. Okay. Right. Yeah, they got him back. 
and they have had some other nice little pickups too. Um, Divincenzo left. Yeah, yeah. Divincenzo had been long gone. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean he he he's now not even on the Kings anymore. But they got Joe Ingles. That's a good fit. But he's come back from an injury. They got Ibaka back. Um, resign Wes Matthews. But yeah, yeah your core is still there, and you just need a healthy Chris Middleton, and um, that's the biggest and scariest team in the East still. So they're not better than Milwaukee. I don't think that they're better than Miami. Um, but then I'm like, yeah, because then it's like I, I would probably put them like at four or five because yeah. the Sixers, I still got to see what that looks like. Um, Hawks, I guess I probably have fourth behind the Heat, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> the Nets are such a question mark. It's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, like, right. What do you do with the Nets? Like, are they going to be good or it, not? Is KD going to play? Is Kyrie going to? And the thing is, like, a move they make can change all of that. Uh, the, those rankings, if it's any of those teams, <clears throat> which I don't think it would be like the the Bucks, but still, man, that's the, the they they make everything so difficult. <laughs> That's why nobody wants to be there. Yeah, uh, yep. but I would, I would have to put the yeah, like you said, like they, they, they were the four or five. Yeah, yeah, I don't, dude. The, uh, if you watch the playoffs, uh, the first round with the Heat Hawks, um, the Heat did such a number on Trey Young, bro. They, they, they took him to school, like they put him back in preschool, bro. They, they just, <laughs> they like. Yeah, they bullied him. They just big dogged him. And small man. And Murray is gonna help. Re- oh man, that's like it's gonna just help relieve that pressure so much, so much. So I'm, I'm excited to see how like how that frees up basically Trey to kind of be able to, you know, like it uh, doesn't have to be just all run through him because Murray had an all star year last year, man. And if he's he stays on that tip, you know, um. But it was a bold move. That was a really bold trade by San Antonio. And it was a shocker on the surface, but San Antonio was not dumb. And if you start kind of like thinking about it, it actually was a, a sneaky good, sneaky good trade. Yeah. Well, I think they want Victor Wembanyama. You know, like there is a, there's going to be a tanking war this year in the NBA. <laughs> right, right. Everybody wants that guy. Yeah. Where's he where's he from? France? France. Yeah. And the dude's like eight feet tall. And, <laughs> and nasty. yeah, I mean he looks like a pterodactyl. <laughs> All right. Like I told you, man. The, the future of these NBA players, bro, they're all gonna look like Giannis and Kumpo. <laughs> yeah. For real, yeah. bro. Seriously. Man. Guy's a damn pterodactyl. And so the Spurs are like. Give us Gallinari and we'll dump his ass. We're all in for the pterodactyl. Jurassic Park Seven, dude. It's gonna be like, like if you like, you can see a crystal ball in like the year two thousand five hundred, and it's gonna be like the NBA is just all this like, like just long seven five guys. He's too running small. Down He's the only court. six eight. We can't put him at point guard. <laughs> yeah. He got eaten by Megazord. These, these gazelle running eight footers, bro. That are. 
you're just like, whoa, this is the league now. <laughs> like, but it would it would evolve into that, bro. Like taller, smoother, you know, longer, like and that's what the Spurs do, man. The Spurs, like, uh I I we, we didn't jump to the Spurs, but I mean they uh they do a good job of drafting like uh players when it comes to like like physical attributes. Like look at Kawhi. Kawhi is massive, you know, like uh yeah. Deontay Murray. Long, just take yeah. George Hill. Long, you know those guys. They 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 take that into account. Yeah, yeah, no, they and 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 they love their non-American guys. You're not American, Absolutely. perfect, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's wrap this one up with just going around the room here. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge summer league guy. Okay, caveat. I'm putting this out there. I don't watch a ton. Why? Because I thought Denzel Valentine was going to be a star, and I won't be fooled again. After that. Yeah. So I watch it with the greatest hand. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. Right. I'm not taking any of this too seriously. But um, <clears throat> whether you've been watching the games or just kind of watching, uh, you know, the extended highlights or whatever you have, um, who's been standing out to you guys? Uh, Stefano, I know there's somebody you wanted to talk about. Um, um, yes, Scotty Pippen Jr. He, uh, bro, he just, he looks smooth. His last game, he had like, what, 15 points, eight, eight assists. Um, and I, I don't know how many, and good amount of rebounds too in like 90 minutes, bro. Just ball. Um, he looks smooth. He's, I mean, that, that might be the greatest non-draft pickup of the whole of the league, man. Like he, he, uh, he could seriously, I don't know. I, he just looks like, like the NBA, you know how some guys in college are, he had a pretty good, decent college career. Yeah. And, um, not bad at all. Not bad at all. But, um, but you know, some guys kind of like they flourish more in the NBA game. I feel like he might be that guy. He, he kind of reminds me of like, uh, uh, Gary Payton, <laughs> another NBA son, Gary Payton Jr. Cause he's kind of like this, like athletic, you know, he, he great on the ball defender, um, but like with more point guard attributes. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited about him. Yeah. Yeah. 15 points. He was, uh, yeah. 15 points, one rebound, eight assists, three steals. In, in yeah. Get steals, man. It's impressive. Yeah. And and the, he's only and six like the vision, the, the, yeah. the setups, like I, yeah. he's, he's the guy, like I'm looking at Scotty Pippen jr. And I'm like, call me crazy but he should be the starting point guard for the lakers next year <laughs> but here i am overreacting to summer league like I said, <laughs> yeah, I right 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 it just it seems when you watch him play though that he's got that good iq which which is why i'm saying like he 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 might be well in the nba game because he just like sometimes it's not like he gets the assist but he makes the right pass that leads to the right or like the right hesitation that opens up this, that leads to that. You know, he he kind of has that good IQ and sense of the game, and that's huge, man. That's that's what separates an NBA like guys because everybody's got skills, you know, and stuff. But it's that IQ aspect. Yeah, and and if he is able to be a stabilizing presence, even off the bench, uh, is a stabilizing point guard. Consistency. That really helps the Lakers. They need that bad. They need that real bad. Uh, Stefano, you were big on Kenny Lofton too. You said you want to talk a little Kenny Lofton. Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me, bro. Yeah, 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 dude. 
this guy. I mean, I didn't know shit about him until I saw him in the summer league, and he's just super interesting because he's just he's a he's not your typical NBA looking guy. He's like every once in a while there's those like tractor trailer bro, just thick offensive lineman looking NBA players that you're like, how what the hell? Like he plays basketball, but <laughs> man, he he can move his body. He's got like. You know, he's got, like, some Luka moves. Like, he knows how to use his body well. Really good he passer. Can he can shoot the three. He's a great passer, bro. <laughs> he's balling. Like, he's he's having, like, I think every game he's, like, having the best. He's, like, the best uh, stats on, like, uh, for the game. Like, you know, he's, dude, he's looking really good. And it's just exciting to see just a guy that is not your typical looking. Um, six, six, 280. Exactly. He's LeBron, bro. <laughs> Did 19 and six uh, yesterday. Yeah, man. Six, six. I mean, yeah, he looks like hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, bro. He's not in any way slim, bro. Okay, so all right, so I, I'll ask you this because you, you said he looks real good in the summer league. So uh, he's six six two eighty eighty in the Tom summer Barton. league. Who who else in the summer league can guard that? Right. Right, which is fair, and he kind of right. he makes a matchup problem because, like, yeah, you saw him just body Chet Holmgren, but like that's yeah. the foot you you talked about offensive linemen. Well, you know the term low man always wins. Right, right. No, it's true, and bro, honestly, like, I mean, I I remember like when when I played basketball and I had like there were some guys that were just that were they didn't have the height, but they they literally knew how to use their width because they were like fatter guys. And, dude, they're, like, impossible to block because you just – they just knew how to, like, bounce you off. And, and I mean, there's there's a strategy to kind of, like, when you are – like, when you're not a stick. I mean, it's like a rock, paper, scissors game. Like, okay, everybody's becoming, like, seven foot and tall and skinny. And, like, oh, uh, but, but then all of a sudden you can counter that by just bouncing people off you. You can get to the line more. And basketball is a physical game. At least it allows for a lot of physicality. Yeah. So – if you know what I mean, like I accuse everything. So if you know how to use your body right, like you don't have to do much. You don't have to do as much to just bounce guys off you. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes Giannis like a freak, right? Because he's like seven foot and he's strong as shit. But um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see him. I mean, any hit shots, you know what I mean? He hits the threes. He hits like he's not just like he's not just a big dude that's just trying to barrel you down there, but he does what people like wanted to see like LeBron when he was young, do more like, bro, just bully your way in there. Like he knows how to bully him. So he knows how to drop that shoulder and get that angle in. And then, and then all of a sudden he's deep in the key. And what are you going to do? Yeah. And and just for anyone who's wondering, because I like assumed, but he's not. So Kenneth Lofton jr. Is not Kenny Lofton, the baseball players, uh, thank you for clarifying that because I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I feel like, like everyone thought he was. <laughs> it, and then I had to Google it, you know, because I feel like everyone just kind of assumed that, myself included. And I'm like, but I, I know better. I know I got to check because I thought, yeah. I thought um, for a while there's, what's the dude on the Oakland Raiders or the, geez, well, they're the Las Vegas Raiders. What's the name of that wide receiver um, who had a really good year? You're on, a, you're on a basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Oh. oh, Hunter Renfro. 
So there's no Hunter Renfro in the Major League Baseball. And I thought they were the same guy, you know, like when I first heard of the two. How many Hunter Renfros are out there? Nope. Two different Hunter Renfros, two different spellings, two different sports. That's crazy. (laughs) So I'm like, so weird. Yeah. But um, so no, Kenneth Lofton and Kenny Lofton are not the same. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's from a military family. I did a little bit of reading up on him yesterday. Uh, Dude, he's like Shaq. He's baby yeah. Shaq. You know, one thing that I do like about it as far as like team fit goes is the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the reasons that they're so dangerous and why Taylor Jenkins, he does a great job using this to his advantage. They have a super versatile team uh, in terms of the different ways the players can be used. You look at the way they played the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got cat in foul trouble. They uh, use Steven Adams a lot. And then sometimes you would hardly see Steven Adams at all, but now you bring in this kind of bruiser with range. It's kind of like maybe he winds up being a Zach Randolph kind of piece, but like a bench. I don't think he's going to be stealing starters minutes. I do think he makes a team, Um, but then you add like more strength, in physicality to a team that sometimes uses strength and physicality uh, to create mismatches. Uh, And that's a team that likes to run and gun, but they are very good at bully ball too. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Randolph, Randolph, man. Remember Zach Randolph? Right. Right. You're right. It's a good point. They're kind of building a culture that, you know, like we're, 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 we want big, like we want to be bulliers, like, and then they have their, their star player, this little, this little crazy energy spark of job Morant that just flies around as a superhero. Who and is a fan? Just... If I if I, I don't mean to interrupt, but he is a fan of him. He is a fan. Of he's who? At, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's been at the game, right? So they, they are building like a like a definitely kind of a right. It's true, like kind of this culture of like, you know, we want to be tough guys. Like with what they're picking up that they're they're continuing that like Zach Randolph. Um, yeah. attitude towards for sure you gotta point. respect it well folks yep. that's all the time we got for today uh leo stefano thank you for hopping on uh we'll have to thank catch you. up real soon uh we're just really on the tip of the iceberg so much going on this nba offseason uh and so we'll have to reconvene and get to the rest of it maybe get more in depth we can get into uh maybe what a denver nuggets trade would look like with kd uh, some of the other things we kind of touched on but didn't dive into until then thank you for listening to hoops Dramas podcast